So for, I mean, this organization, for years, we've always known no one's above the team. The Patriot way. The Patriot way. You don't you don't talk about anything outside that locker room. Yeah. I mean, Wes Welker making fun of Rex Ryan. Right, but he got benched for what a quarter? Yeah, or a couple series, I think. Yeah. Like so, you're telling me whatever Malcolm did. I need to know what Malcolm did. We all need to know what Malcolm did. He's there's got to be some. To him, he did nothing. There's got to be some sort of explanation for him yeah. to play one snap the whole game on special, special teams. teams. It's. I mean, how do you think? I mean, your defensive captain and your offensive captain, yeah, Brady and Hightower, Hightower. both coming out against those are two you. guys who you would have thought would have been pro Belichick, and you know exactly, especially Hightower especially being Hightower. I mean, he he wasn't he wasn't going to go anywhere else. Yeah, he couldn't have because he kept failing physicals. Yeah, in. We took him back. You figured he'd have Belichick, like you said. He'd have Belichick's back more than anyone. Right. And it, obviously obviously not with this decision. Maybe with most other decisions. But this one, definitely not. He went out and liked Brown's video on Instagram before like that night was what even video? over. Brandon Browner came out and had a video. He, he came out with it. two of them. Um Calling out Belichick for not oh, for, for not, not playing Butler. Yeah, he, I heard something about that. And um, Hightower was one of the first ones that, like, probably within hours after. The, I mean, I'm pretty sure. It, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is ser- like it sounds like nothing. Like we're talking about Instagram likes, but like this is serious stuff. Like it's, that means a lot. That's like putting these guys have millions of followers. They know people are going to see that. Oh yeah. That's like putting your name on it. Like. Picking a side. Owning it. Yeah. And, I mean, supposedly, apparently, it's coming out that a couple of the captains out at the coin toss had told or had said after the game that they were aware that Malcolm's role was going to be very diminished in this game. He wasn't going to play as much. Well, he told he found out right before the national anthem. He found, I think he found out that he wasn't playing at all. Right. Because apparently leading up to that, a lot of people, this was uh, one of the headlines on 98.5 or something um, I heard earlier, or maybe it was Jones. Um, But the captains going into the game knew his role was going to be diminished. He wasn't going to have as big of a role. And apparently, I forget who said it, but... They said, he would, not only his bad week of practice, but he wasn't getting the schemes that they wanted him to play against the Eagles, def- uh, the Eagles offense. Yeah. Which, supposedly he was, I heard he was moving into the slot. He probably didn't want to go to the slot. He's an outside back. Right. But, I mean, him on Torrey Smith or him on Nelson Aguilar, He's going to shut down Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. He's only, I mean, as long as he can stay in his hip, he could have, I mean, he would have played better than friggin' Batamosi. Of 
course he would have. Batamosi I don't went, think there's even a question about that. Batamosi went on and liked the Instagram post, too. <laughs> of course he did. I would have, too, if I were him. Apparently, Batamosi. There's Willie. There's your boy. There he is. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, oh, see? He's the one breaking the he damn news. He broke the news. There you go. I was right about <laughs> that a little bit. But um, it's just how apparently Batamosi is kind of a loose cannon. That's what someone was saying this morning. Apparently not as loose as uh, Malcolm there. I, that's what we we got to find. We, we got to find out what he did. He, I, I hope he killed somebody. I mean, not really, but. No, he must have <laughs> like, robbed Gronk's house. That's yeah, what right? he did. Malcolm robbed Gronk's house. And took his guns and. I don't know, <laughs> but it's got to be, like, he must have kicked someone's ass or something. He had to do something so terrible to get benched for a whole game. Whoa. Whoa. You can keep recording after five minutes. I figured you could. How? You just hit record again. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, well, after We're all that, on. yeah, we don't even, no breaks. Hey, this is our first round, so. Yeah, give us a Give, us, Give us a damn break, all right? Technical difficulties. We'll have, we'll have it all smoothed out within a couple weeks, and this will be your favorite podcast. Oh, uh, it's going to be Boston's <laughs> big podcast, damn it. Brought to you by the good man, Jack Bodsley, over at Boston's Big Four. And I am Easty. The muscle. Yeah, you. So, we're talking about Malcolm Butler, Bill Belichick. We're talking about Josh McDaniels going to be back as the offensive coordinator for the Pats, which they just flashed a stat. The Patriots offense has scored an average of 29.2 points per game since 2012. It's pretty damn good. When McDaniels became the offensive coordinator. pretty damn good. The guys won what? How many? Did he win three? He won. McDaniels won. He won two for sure. Two for sure. Did he win in his first stint in England? I don't think he was here in 04. No. I don't think so. I don't think so. So he's won two. So, I mean, times are changing in New England. Gods are being passed. Defensive coordinator. It's open now. They're saying either Greg Schiano or Brian Flores. Brian Flores of the... Go, Malcolm, go! Yep. That's Brian right that there. He, apparently, wish he didn't he, yell it loud yeah, enough the other night. I was going to say, I wish he got a chance to say that the other night, but uh, Belichick wouldn't wouldn't have that. No. Sometimes, and maybe this is where Kraft was going when he was talking before, was it before the AFC Championship or when they first got out to Minnesota? He said, some, I think it was the AFC Championship. He said, you know, some of us, we need to get our egos in check talking about the yeah. rift. Yep. Is he talking about Belichick? Is he talking about? Is he talking about? I don't. I don't know. Because that was just I don't a big. Feel like he would air out Belichick. I don't. I don't think he would either. But was that Belichick's way of saying, "Well, get my ego checked"? Well, here, how's this for an ego? You know, letting you know, the letting the pride get in the way of something. No matter what happened, it seems pretty obvious at this point that Belichick. Put his own personal feelings ahead of the team. I like. There's really no other way to look at it. Well, and he knows that they have a better chance of winning with Malcolm in there. I mean, it's 
And all these players are agreeing that Malcolm didn't do anything wrong. So that's <laughs> Belichick putting himself ahead of the team. Was he? <laughs> it's like. But, like, unless he literally, like, shit his pants in practice this week. Literally. He had to have done, like, <laughs> that's the only way, like, if we could get footage from this week, if he just get, kept getting burnt and burnt and burnt by Philip Dorsett or by some practice bum. Philip Dorsett, by the way, was one of the guys who liked the uh, Instagram post. See? So he's well, on Malcolm's side. Like. It, it seems like everyone's on Malcolm's side. It. I haven't Belichick heard. is. Belichick. Well, I would say. I would say Belichick's feeling the heat from everyone, but he doesn't really have feelings. So like, I'm. I don't think he gives a shit about anything. <laughs> no. No. I think you're right. I think you're right on point with that. I think yeah. he's. He's saying, you know what? I think. I do think part. Of, he he came out after the Super Bowl, and he, as he always does in losses, he blamed himself. But maybe this one. He blamed himself, but then when asked about the Butler situation, he said he did, he did what he could do to put the team, to give the team the best chance to win, which is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> and Patricia, I mean, walking his way out the door, saying couldn't fit him in the packages. So yeah, that's nonsense. You'd rather have Batamosi, who's a career long right special teamer, right. Came from... Like, who the hell is Batamosi? You're just going to introduce this guy to us in the Super Bowl? Like, here, here's your cornerback. Don't... Not, you... <laughs> not even, like, a kick returner. No. Or, you know, someone like a Matthew Slater that's a that's a gunner and a half that's right. in the Pro Bowl every year. Right. That gets You're voted all pro. Bench Butler and say, here's Batamosi for you. Number Enjoy 20 this. friggin' nine. What's his first name? Johnson? Johnson. That's a last name. It's ridiculous. Magic Johnson. So, Johnson, friggin' Batamosi. Johnson, Batamosi. He's not. He probably is. Is he even signed? I hope he's not signed. I hope he's. I hope he goes back to Detroit. Go hang out with Matt Patricia in Detroit. Yeah. Or, you know, I. What did he add to the team this whole year? I, what did he have? A couple. Other than no, other than being thrown into the fire in the Super Bowl. Was did he really outperform Malcolm in practice? How uh, how bad was Malcolm's week in practice? If he was outperformed by Batamosi, I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Bring Troy Brown back. Put him Seriously. back. Seriously. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of which, Felga today did say Troy Brown kept saying he was the only Malcolm Butler was the biggest concern. I did hear that coming into this week. I did so. hear that. But that doesn't mean bench him for Batamosi. Played every single Eric defensive Rowe. snap in the AFC Championship game. 100%. Johnson Batamosi probably didn't even see the field on the defense. Maybe for two Man. plays. I mean, Eric Rowe was told before the National Anthem that he was starting that corner. It, well, he was, but in practice all week, he was on the outside all week. Yeah. With him, It was him and Gilmore on yeah. the outsides. So he he knew he had to have known most of his plays were going to be on the outside. He knew he was going to have a big role, but he didn't know that Butler was going to be out the whole game. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's and and he backtracked on that too because he when he came out and said that, and then everyone was like, "Well, no, he was practicing a second corner." Yeah. Um, that's just and. Maybe it had to do with Butler being a little sick. Maybe that's why he was 
in this uh, in the outside corner role most of the week. Right. But still, when he comes back, if he's I mean, does it come back to the contract and all that? Is it that vendetta? Because I don't think... If it is, then that's just stupid. I mean, There's he, no reason to bench somebody in the Super Bowl. He won you if a you Super Bowl. If you had a problem Bowl. with him, why, why are you just benching him now? Exactly. Something had to have happened in the last two weeks before the game. What exactly? What, and what was that? Was it... Otherwise, he would have benched him earlier if he had you know, a real serious problem with him. But it had to have been something in those two weeks before the Super Bowl. He, the only other and time, Malcolm claims it's nothing, and his teammates, including Tom Brady, are on his side. So he was benched one other time this year. Yeah, against the New Orleans Saints, right? Who he was going to go to? He was he was ready. Yeah. He yeah. wanted to go to the New Orleans Saints. He's probably still going to go to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, which Brady breeze next year in the Super Bowl. I would love to see that. I was that. listening to Felger and Maz earlier, and Tony Maz was saying the Saints are going to win it all next year. I <laughs> I don't know. Brady Breeze in the Super Bowl will be that would be fun. That that's almost that's that's almost one that kind of needs to happen. Like we that's like we better tighten up our defense if we want to make oh. the Super Bowl and beat Drew Breeze. We couldn't beat Nick Foles. Well, think about it. Who do we? Um, who's the who's the Brooks, yeah, uh, the rookie, he hurt himself in training camp. He's a lineman, right? Yeah. He's an end of something. We need to get some linebackers. We need to get better than a Landon Roberts. And Kyle Van Noy. Va- I, Van I, Noy, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. I enjoy Van Noy in a role. He's a good role. He had too big of a role this year. Yeah, and that's partly because Hightower that's went out. That's partly because Hightower went out, yeah. And who knows what the future with Hightower is? I mean, he's he never seems to play a full season. I want to, and I want to know what the future is with. I know he's old. I want to see '92 back Harrison. in New England. <laughs> I want to see Debo. He was he looked real hungry in those last few games that he played. He did. He not he's as getting, old. Like he still had something to prove. Oh yeah, he's and now he's out to prove that the Steelers were wrong. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I think he. By the way, did you see uh, Antonio Brown's Instagram post? No. <laughs> it was the picture of Brady dropping the catch, but instead of the ball, it's the trophy, oh. the Lombardi trophy, and he tagged James Harrison in it, and he was like, let Tom Brady know. He tagged Brady in it, too. He was like, if he needs like receiver lessons this summer to hit me up or something. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, Antonio Brown's an asshole anyways. Yeah, he is. He's a so, Antonio Brown's Instagram post, that's some funny shit. Yeah, I guess so. I mean... If I wasn't a Pats fan, I'd probably think it was funny. No, that's that's some funny shit as in... <laughs> here's a guy... Well, what's, what's funny about it is they fucking lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost to the Jaguars, thinking about us. They were looking... In, Le'Veon Bell's tweeting at one in the morning about us and him. How? So for him to say anything, for anyone on the Steelers to say anything about a team that made it to the Super Bowl is just, is just shut up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's, I mean, he's, he's Mr. Facebook Live. Mr. Yeah. What did he do on Facebook Live this he, year? 
That was or was it last year? It was last year last he year. went on when we were gonna when they were playing us. They yeah. were uh, they during were, Tomlin's speech. Yeah, he was on Facebook Live. And there it is, right there. Yeah, we gotta go up there and we gotta go play those assholes. Yep. Well, those assholes came to play this year. We still made it to the Super Bowl, you know. Yep. And fell a little short. Obviously, sucks. It Malcolm, sucks, but. I don't know if you saw... You you can't put that on Tom Brady. No. 500 yards, three touchdowns, 116 rating, zero interceptions. Yeah. He had the fumble at the end. Or the strip sack near the end. You know. Reminiscent of Hightower's strip sack last year. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, how... I mean, you got... You had three receivers over 100 yards. You had over over 600 yards of offense. The offense wasn't the problem. You can't give up 41 points in the NFL and expect to win a game. No. You can never do that. Especially but not in the Super Bowl. For Antonio Brown, to, that's, a, that's a shot. It's that's def oh, it's definitely a shot. And Harrison's taken his fair share of shots at the Steelers since he left. So. He and as he should, as damn he it. Should. As he should. As he should. But yeah, they uh, yeah, a lot a lot of Steelers players felt really betrayed by him, I guess, because he spent his whole career as a Patriots hater and then just <laughs> popped on the bandwagon towards the end. But hey, I'll take it. <laughs> hey, if, if I mean, think about it. He wanted to get to the Super Bowl. If you had, he wanted to get to the Super Bowl. The Steelers weren't going to get him to the Super Bowl. They weren't no. focused enough. No, he oh. wanted to be on a team that's focused. Exactly. He wanted to be on a driven team. Yep. And he wanted to be surrounded by good players. Not that the Steelers don't have good players, but surrounded by, like you said, good, focused players. Yep. Guys that have a mission in mind, one game at a time, you know? Yep. Let's go. They don't start talking about that ship in December. Nope. They don't talk about two round twos. Nope. And They're not tweeting at one in the morning the night before the game. No. None of that nonsense, which brings us back to Belichick, because he's kind of the guy that implements all that, the the Patriot way. The Patriot way. And it's worked for so long. But did it get in the way? Eventually it one. got, it, yeah, it did. It eventually got in the way. Cause was because was it? He, he's been coaching this way for years, but it's never, I don't think he's ever benched a player for an entire game for a reason that seems to be unknown. Like I I don't I don't think that's ever happened. Chandler Jones out in his boxes on high See, on the was, fake weed. And what was his That was like the AFC championship what was or his something. Penalty? Nothing. He played every snap. Okay, so was Malcolm Butler Malcolm Butler did something worse than show up to the Foxborough police station in his underwear on synthetic weed. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, apparently. <laughs> That's what Bill Belichick is telling That's us. That's what Bill Belichick's telling us. And even Unbelievable. if the, Malcolm denied it, and I mean, he got no reason to lie. No. Uh, uh, the, only reason, it, the only reason to lie. He's lying. Like, eventually the truth's going to come out, so he's going to look like an idiot if he's lying. Well, and either way, the only reason for him to lie would be to, so other teams would kind of jump on him real quick. Maybe he's hoping he gets signed like, um, like Gilmore last year, first day of free agent, first three days of free agency gets signed before the truth really comes out. Yeah, maybe, but but the, yeah, that he would look like such an idiot once the truth came out. He, I, I just he don't would. see that. 
But if he was lying, I, I believe him. If he was lying, would you rather you play a smoking fake weed with chemicals in it, real weed? Stick to the real. So, so Chandler Jones had he he played every every snap of that game. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. had a big game. But everyone going into that game, everyone's talking to him, talking about him. Is he playing? Is he not playing? We all thought Malcolm was gonna play. Of course, nobody knew why he was crying at the beginning of the game. Right. I didn't know why he was crying. Uh-huh. Then we figured it out. And then I don't, I don't get, you know, the whole game. You got that fourth down in their territory, and they yeah. go for it. And you need a stop. Malcolm is a good tackler. How many? Well, that's, yeah. How many times did we have guys wrapped up and they got away? And well, how many times you see guys trying to tackle with their shoulders or tackle at the Malcolm shoulders? Malcolm is a, a very good tackler. You know, he didn't have the best year this year, but at least he knows how to tackle. And he knows how to cover. He knows how to tackle. He's exactly. Roe had that one, the one play at the beginning, the first in the end zone where he batted it away from Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Then he gets smoked over the top with Jeffrey coming. He wasn't ready. No. He wasn't ready at all. And the Eagles knew that. We got him from the Eagles. Yeah. They knew he he was someone they could exploit. Oh, it was and obvious. Then, and then like Batamosi was, was uh, just someone that was like, oh, well. He was just taking up space. Yeah, that was just cake on top of it, you yeah. know. So was this the worst decision of Belichick's coaching career, football-wise? In a Patriots, for the Patriots, yes. Yeah. Honestly, it might have to be, might be of his entire career. Yeah. If, I mean, I'm... When has he ever made this bad of a decision, this bad of a call, on the biggest stage and cost his team the game, potentially? I mean, we can't say for sure that they would have won if Malcolm was in there, but you want to give them the best chance to win. You put your... One of your best defensive players in there. Put your top <laughs> guy. when you start getting shredded up. Exactly. Throw him in there and try to stop the fire. But he just watched he, it burn. <laughs> yeah, he literally watched it burn. He might Who knows? He might have even been smiling inside about it. I don't know. Who the hell knows? But I don't he, think... You would think he had more pride than that. I mean, this guy showed up to... You know, got off the plane early in the week with his dad's hat on. Did you see that? Yep. You know, like, that made you think, like, this is... He knows he doesn't have a lot of time left in this game. Like he's, he's kind of soaking it all in. You you would think he'd have more pride than to just make a decision like that that could completely, you know, wipe away his team's chances of winning. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if you saw Dion or heard Dion with Zoe earlier in the week. No, on Radio Row. I think it was Thursday. Dion Sanders. Dion, prime time, Dion. baby, prime. Time. <laughs> I uh, actually didn't. I was listening. I remember I was listening in the car, and they said they were going to have him on, and they, I ended up turning it off before he came on. But they were playing a clip of when Dion picked off Zoe. Yeah, time. yeah. But he was talking about Malcolm. He was very, he was concerned about Butler too before the game. Yeah, and he had said, I think he said he thought in the Jacksonville game. They took him out of coverage, and that's why he was blitzing. He couldn't cover anyone. Yeah. So was it was it Malcolm playing poor because he's because he's not because he's he's too young to lose it. 
I think. Yeah, absolutely. So is he just kind of half-assing it? Because of the contract situation, you think? Maybe. I mean, he's. they said he's had attitude issues all year, and then they said this week but was... But why is Brady taking his side? That's like the only thing that makes me question it all, because Brady is like not that type of person. You know, like he's... He's all work all the time. Like, it doesn't seem like he would endorse somebody who's lazy, missing practice. You know? I don't... I don't see where... Um, or I don't see why Brady w- would, and I, c- I can see why he'd take his side, and I, and I also can see why he wouldn't with yeah. the whole Patriot Way thing and everything. But Brady doesn't usually speak out on things like this. So it's different for him. How do you think? I mean, if something happened like this ten years ago, would we even know? Because there was no Instagram around back then. There was coupons. So, so what I'm asking is, we we know Brady was pissed about Logan Mankins, and we only knew that because people around the team around Brady. We yeah, because Brady grew a beard. Exactly. He grew a beard in support of Logan Mankins, apparently. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, would, I mean, if this was 10 years ago, Brady wasn't on, Brady wasn't even on Facebook two years ago, or three years ago, whatever it was, five, four years ago, five years ago. I forget when he started, exactly. He has, he's only been on Instagram for like this year. Right. And there were other things, like when Moss... When Moss left, I mean Moss kind of left on bad, badder terms. But yeah. was Brady? Did Brady have his back then? Did Brady have yeah. Moss's back? It's hard to know. Like social media reveals a lot to us. Exactly. Because, and you know, like everyone knows that people, you know, there's a chance that people will be more outspoken about things behind their computer screen than they will be in person. Oh yeah, For you sure. Know? Like there's a better chance that someone's gonna if someone has a problem with someone nowadays. That they're going to make a post about on Instagram and actually confront that person. Yeah, exactly. Face to face. And it makes you think, like, before all this, you know, social media stuff happened, how would this situation have been, how would the situation have been handled and would it have been handled at all by Malcolm? Like, would he have said anything? And would Brady have come to his defense? I don't see him going up, like, in a, a press conference. Or, Well, he did say in his interview after the game that he, uh, you know, the team gave up on him or whatever. Yeah. But that long thought out, you know, message that he put out on Instagram, we probably never would have never heard that. Which he even, and he thanked Belichick in that. He did, but he thanked the janitors first. He did. He did. <laughs> he put Belichick last, and I think that was strategic. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. It's, That's it's a good all point. Spatial, but it is. I, yeah. He said uh, the custodians, the staff, and Coach Belichick, he put him last. I uh, I wonder. So he's putting the guys who clean out his locker before Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that to save the best for last? But why would he do that? No. You know? If I think if he wanted to send a... I don't know. Maybe... I don't. I really don't. I really don't know. This is like baffling, because yeah. like we've been saying, you got a guy played ninety-seven point eight percent of the snaps all year. He's been 
the guy yeah. since he picked off Russell Wilson because the Seahawks didn't run it on the one-yard line with Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. He's been the guy here. He's been the next coming of Ty Law, you could you'd swear to God, after all that. This past year, I wouldn't say that. No, no, I'm not saying talent-wise, but yeah. the way he was treated around here, he was... Oh, well, he, he'll forever be a god around here just because of that one play. Exactly, exactly. And so he cemented his legacy then. Yeah. And even came out past two years after that. Yeah. Made a Pro Bowl after that. Yeah. He's been been one of the best defensive backs in the league over the past few years. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I take the numbers. He's been frustrated, you know, watching the the Pats go out and get Gilmore this past year, and that don't help. He wants to be the number one guy, obviously, no matter where he is. But Sp- I mean, it it doesn't seem like he did anything worthy of being benched. No. And speaking <laughs> speaking of Gilmore. From the beginning of the season, he earned his contract in the whole playoffs. Not mm-hmm. just that one play. In the AFC Championship. Not just that one play in the AFC Championship. Because he, once he got on Alshon Jeffrey Sunday night, Jeffrey was done. Whoever right. they, they falls through for almost 140 yards on everyone but him. Yeah. Or everyone, all the cornerbacks that on Gilmore. Yeah. I mean, he's, if we didn't have him, we'd most likely be signing Malcolm, or would we? Because if if Malcolm had to go through this whole year anyways, not knowing if he was going to have the contract, right? would he have still acted the same way this year? So would he still have had the attitude problem? Would he still have had the, you know, being, uh, being benched for the second game of the year, but he have still, if we didn't sign Gilmore, if if we hadn't signed Gilmore, and he was the number one guy, he still didn't have a contract. He had the contract for this year, but didn't have one a guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. I think you would have been a little happier. Do you and think that's he, probably his ego getting in the way a little bit? Do you I'm th- not saying he doesn't have an ego. No. No, we all have egos. We all have egos, especially cornerbacks in the NFL. Yep. I mean, <laughs> Richard Sherman, yep. Jalen Ramsey. Yep. I just, uh, I, I, I'm curious to see how Malcolm would have reacted because he would have been playing for his contract. Mm-hmm. Would he have been more disciplined? Would he have been? I'm going to say yes. But at the same time, I feel like that it's unfair to put that on him right now. But I'm going to say, yeah, I, I think he probably would have. As would anyone yeah. in his situation. If you know you're the number one guy, you're going to play for that for that spot. But if they they basically already told him he's not the number one guy by getting Gilmore. Yeah. Which, you know, Gilmore is a better corner he, than Malcolm. He, the two of them together can be great. But that's that's all coming down to the Patriots' old adage of take a hometown discount. Right. You know, then Malcolm would have to settle for a hometown discount. Like you said, we all got egos. Cornerbacks especially, they want to get paid. They yep. want to get their money yep. while they still can because cornerbacks, I mean, there's a few that last. Yeah, but they come and go. They come and go. 
Where's Joe Hayden? Sitting his ass down in Pittsburgh. I mean, remember how great he was like three years ago? Yep. And now he's... I mean, he got in, injured and... He got traded from the Cleveland Browns yeah. to the Steelers. And I don't even think he made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I mean, he was like the next coming of Deion Sanders a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. And then, I mean, think about who else. Uh, I mean, Sherman's not the same anymore. He's not the same. He's lost a step or two. Yeah. I mean, Revis, Revis fell right off a cliff. Wow, Revis, yeah, he got old. Revis got old quick. Yeah. Uh, even Brown. We were lucky to get a good year out of Revis. We got a good year out of Revis. We got a good year out of Browner. Yeah. The both of them. See you later. Bronzo. They. I mean, Browner went to the Saints. He couldn't even cover anyone. Yeah. So I think he would have been more. It would have been better for him to move to safety, but that's yeah. a whole another yeah. thing for another time. So now the question is. Where's Butler going to go? Is he going to go somewhere where he can stick it back to the Patriots? Because now he's pissed. But is he really pissed? Or is he just upset? I mean, I don't think he wants to play for Belichick anymore. No, no. <laughs> I'm I'm saying, is he going to go... Oh, do you think he wants to, you know, plot some sort of revenge? Is he going to go to... To the, the Eagles? No, is he going to go to the New York Jets? The Jets? Is he going to go to the Buffalo well, good Bills? Good luck with that if he goes to the Jets. I mean, he won't be playing past December. Well, <laughs> that's true. But, I mean, is he going to go somewhere where he can, le- like, give information to teams? Is he going to be is what they what everyone thought James Harrison was going to do when, when we played the Steelers again? But we didn't. I'm not going to go that far yet that he's going to do something like that. You Who know, knows? could he? I think he wants to go to New Orleans. He's a Southern New guy. Orleans, yeah. And I think his heart was set in New Orleans yeah. once that whole Brandon Cooks thing happened. Yeah. And I think he's just and seeing that. That's a young secondary down there. They're hungry. Mm-hmm. They're a good secondary. They're a very good young secondary. He could be a huge piece to that team. Him and Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, uh, is it Marshawn Lattimore? Lattimore. Whoever Lattimore, it is. Yeah. The rookie. He just won Defensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, the two of them on either side, that's Boyer and Jalen Ramsey all over again, you know? Yeah. Which, those two are also very good cornerbacks. We, like you said, we could have two very good cornerbacks, cornerbacks, but egos. Egos get in the way. Egos mean we lose to the Eagles. <laughs> Fuck. Mostly because of Bill's ego. Yeah, that's a it's a that was that was a Bill big big. So I want to talk about Nick Foles. We can't, yeah, we can't spend the whole. We can spend a whole hour talking about. We can spend days talking about this back and forth with Butler. But Nick Foles, here's what I want to say. I spent me and you. We both listen to a lot of talk radio. The two weeks before the Super Bowl, I heard nothing but negative things about Nick Foles. And I wasn't buying it personally. I heard, like, people saying that, I mean, people's reasoning for the Patriots, for the Eagles not having a chance was the fact that Nick Foles can't, he's not ready for the for the Super Bowl. 
And people have this idea that Nick Foles is a terrible quarterback. Like, I heard that so many times, that he's just garbage. He's a good quarterback. He's good. He's And he once, what was it, three years ago that he threw seven touchdowns in a game? And he had. And he had 27 touchdown passes and two interceptions that year and made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. You can't do For that. For the Eagles. You can't do that. I don't care what kind of system you're playing in. You can't do that in the NFL if you're a bad quarterback. No. So I don't care what he did after that, whatever, he wasn't in the right situation, whatever. But for people to be ignorant enough to say that he was a bad quarterback and that's the reason that the Eagles weren't going to stand a chance, he made some perfect throws in that game. The reason he was a bad quarterback yeah. was because he went to the Rams right. with Jeff Fisher. Yeah, Jeff Fisher. Who sucks the life the out of the all-time worst NFL head coaches. Well, in terms of coaches who have stuck around a while. I yeah. don't know how he did. He's like, I mean, the, old, the the one worse than him, one of the only ones I could think of is friggin' Marvin Lewis. I don't yeah. know how he still has a job. Yeah. But he did. He tore apart He tore apart our secondary. He ran that RPO, Doug Peterson I mean, bullshit. Brady, statistically, Brady had the better game. But a lot of his throws, guys were wide open. Nick Foles was dropping dimes. Like yep. He was dropping dimes and guys right in the bread basket. I mean, <laughs> that that touchdown catch to Alshon Jeffrey. Yep, right where you need it. I mean, right where Roe couldn't get it. Yep. I mean, we keep going back to Roe, but yep. he got torched on that. Then, I mean, even the passes, there was over the middle. Ertz finds himself open, gets... I mean, he was, you're right, he was hitting dimes, yep. he was hitting spots, and he took, they took it to the Patriots, they were aggressive, they did. He, he threw the ball deep, he and was I going know they're going to go back to Wentz next year, but he's going to be starting somewhere with that performance. He should be. He, he should be. He should be getting He's better paid. than a lot of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Hell, I think, I think the Broncos, I mean, apparently they're already set on Kirk Cousins, is yep. what they're saying, but... I mean, with him coming out, with him being a free agent. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. You know? Yeah. And he... How old is two, he? Is he going to go to Jacksonville? Who knows? Um, Blake be backing up somewhere. <laughs> I think maybe he's like 28. Yeah. 29. He can't be that old. No. It was only the year Michael Vick went out. Right. That it was, was it was like what three years ago, four years ago? Something like that. But he just went off and had that ridiculous year. He was that you can't possibly have if you're a bad quarterback, which is why nobody should have labeled him as a bad quarterback. No. <laughs> that's like that's like when the Yeah started like it ended. Yeah. Everyone was saying going into that game against Kansas City, Alex Smith can't beat you, he's a game manager. He Alex Smith ain't gonna beat you. Right. Oh, I gotta take take the Chiefs. Don't you worry. Yeah. And we came in with that same cocky attitude. And Nick Foles said, "Big with Big Dick Nick all big over Dick the field, Nick tore us up." You know, <laughs> he just he put the ball. I mean, he did. Was, he was playing schoolyard football out there. He was just having he was having fun, having a good game, and he pulled the our trick on us. And, caught and he actually touchdown. shot the ball, unlike Brady. And caught a We touchdown. love you, Tom, but your hands aren't that good. Well, should have um, had the glove on. <laughs> or at least but, uh, some of that I don't KT know if you saw, tape. But I just saw, I think it was Barstool posted on Instagram. They were 
showing um mic'd up version of that play. They had it mic'd up. Oh, really? Foles was the one who called it. It's called the Philly Special. Philly went over to Doug Peterson on the sideline. He was like, he was like, should we run the Philly Special? And Peterson was like, yeah, go for it. Nick Foles. Nick Foles, Nick Foles. went down. I was trying. To get him. <laughs> Nick Foles went down in the fourth quarter towards yep. the end of the game. Looked across the sidelines, saw who he had, who he had to beat. He had to know he had he knew he had to score a touchdown then, because if he if they scored a field goal, if they only got a field goal, you know, Tom Brady's gonna come back, and they'll easily get that field goal, put us up one again. Yeah, making it an eight point game. You can argue whether it was a catch or not, whatever the. Fuck the rule for the rule's the rule. The rule whatever the rule the Raul. is. Yeah, the Raul. <laughs> they better figure that one out. But anyways. They He went down, he did what he had to. Pulled his nuts out when it was time to. Big dick swinging. Yep. <laughs> right down that field. Marched the Eagles down the field. I mean they went for it on fourth down. They they only punted once. You know? Yeah. He was they were what? Eight out of ten scoring eight out of ten drives they scored. Was that it? Damn. I think so. It was something like that. Eight out of ten drives they scored. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. Partly comes down to our defense. Partly comes down to Nick Foles in that offense. Yep. He, yeah. He, as much as we want to trash our defense, and they did suck. Foles was good. He was he was good. It's not like we let a bad quarterback beat us. He played his best game. No, it wasn't Joe Flacco out there beating us. No, it wasn't. Well, maybe Joe Flacco that one year when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was good that year. That one year. <laughs> and maybe it's a Tory Smith thing. I mean, Tory Smith gets us in the playoffs. I Fuck. wouldn't. I wouldn't put it on Tory Smith. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, and well, not only Nick Foles, but you said it, you said it before, before we came live, LeGarrette Blunt had a big game. had a hell of a game. He had a hell revenge a game. game. And he it, did. What does he have, three rings now? Three rings. That's pretty good. <laughs> three rings, two teams, Who back to, think he's the only, him and Chris most Long. all time is five. Him and he only, he's only two behind that. Who knows? Who knows? Legarrette could end up with the most rings. You know, <laughs> who'd have thunk it? But I mean, him and Chris Long. Yep. The back only two. Back. The only two back-to-back champs this year. Yep. And who didn't someone do that a couple years ago? Someone. I don't know if they played their old team, but I think someone went from the Super Bowl to the I'm Super trying to think. Bowl. It's definitely happened. But, either way, I mean... Well, Browner did it with us. Oh, yeah, that's exactly who it was. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly <laughs> who it was. Um, now, I mean, Nick Foles did play great. He played good enough to win. Yeah. And he played a lot better than... 
I think 75% of the quarterbacks in the league, maybe even more. He played a lot better than most people, it seems, were predicting he would play. Exactly. People thought that he was going to end up throwing up on himself, and that, that was going to be the deciding factor in the game. He stepped he up on good. that stage. He was good. And he, he delivered. Did, did exactly what he had to. Yep. Now, looking forward... Give we give our credit to Nick Foles, but where do we go with the defense? Because we need to plug up. I think if we had, we needed we needed a linebacker or two to stop their running backs. We needed more players. We need we need faster players. We need guys that actually kind of have better instincts out there. Landon yeah. Roberts can't cover anyone. Yeah, couldn't cover me. You, <laughs> my freaking grandmother. All right. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see him. If if I see him, special teams. I don't want to see him anywhere else. Van Noy. Van Noy, like I said earlier, in a role, he has to be a role player. Um, what do you think about the play of Terry Rozier? Lately? So, Terry Rozier, man, tearing it up. On fire! What can you say? I've I mean, saying before I've said before the season, I thought he was gonna have a big year this year, and Brad's fine. Well, obviously with the injury to Kyrie and Smart was out, Brad kind of let him out of the cage, and you saw what he could do. He's triple double in his first start, dropped thirty one in his second start. Then that game Sunday before the before the Super Bowl, Al Horford with the big game winner. That was a big one. Terry Rozier. Down the stretch. He hit a couple big shots again. Yep. Helping us. There he is right there, the man. T. Rose. Oh. That wasn't so good. No, that's not a good highlight to show. (laughs) A live light, whatever it is. But, no, he's, I mean, going into the year, you knew he had something. Because last year, he showed a couple flashes of it. Yeah. A couple small spurts. Yeah. Short spurts here and there. But. And it looks like he's comfortable. It looks like he's... He's not afraid of the moment. No. he's he's not... He doesn't get overexcited. He's, uh... He's got... He stays focused. He's, um... He's always ready. Exactly. He doesn't... Like you said, he steps up in the moment. He doesn't get too big. Well, we say that right now. We're in February. Right. From what we've seen so far, and he's been... This is his third year in the league. Yeah. He's got... I mean, if he keeps this play but tell up. Tell me you wouldn't rather have him in there than Marcus Smart. Oh, I would. Uh, well. I mean, Marcus is a dog on defense. I, I get that. Like, he's he's a pit bull. And, can't, like. There's not I, too many. Rozier's a good defender. He's a really good defender. He's not as good as Marcus. But Marcus is just such a liability on offense that I would just rather have. Like, right now I feel comfortable because the ball's in Rozier's hands. I don't feel comfortable when it's in Marcus's hands. You don't know when it's going up. I mean, well, that was a crazy shot. Nice tip in by Tice. There we go. But I mean, he's he like you said. He's more. He's not not uh, not as much of a liability on the offense. He barely, the way he's playing now. He's barely a liability on the offensive. Yeah. Uh, on when he's got the ball. He's. He understands Brad, understands the system that Brad wants. I was 
a little. Uh, this is just getting messy yeah, right here. Yeah, we got some is, sloppy play going on. This is real sloppy. We might need to switch to the Bruins. So, <laughs> along with the Rosier talk and the Smart talk, got to talk about Greg Monroe coming. He's yep. in Boston. Yep. He has not signed his contract yet because he, the Celtics are trying to keep their cap room open to bring in another player. Right. Along with Monroe. Monroe is going to be, I think he's going to be a good a good player for us. He's going to be a good down-low presence for us. They're saying they want to, they're saying Marcus might be on the move for someone like Tyreek Evans. That's the big name everyone keeps hearing. Yeah. That's the one that's been coming up. Which, averaging close to, if not, 20 points a game. Out in Memphis. But like you said, Marcus is a dog on defense. Who's going to step up in the playoffs and be that dog? Marcus. I mean, look back to our loss against the uh, the Warriors recently, which Brad Stevens said after the game that that was the best game we've played all year. And we lost by, what, four points? And Curry went off for 49 that night? Yep. Marcus didn't play. The one, Marcus was out that night. With the hand. With the hand. Imagine if he, we had him to guard Curry. You think Curry's going off for 49? No. He might go off for 30. Yeah. But Marcus Mar is not going to let anyone go off for 49 against him. No. He's got and we could have won that problem. game if we had him. So he is a valuable player at times. He but is. But then he can also lose you a game like the one against the Lakers by taking a stupid shot. Yeah. And then, well, and then he went and did something stupid afterwards. And, and then, then, then we the lost. Wall with a picture or whatever it was. And then we lost another game. And then he got some... Some girl posted a video of him on Instagram smoking weed or something. Oh, which I that's 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 just that's fine. I mean, majority <laughs> of the NBA smokes weed. And Marcus I mean, is kind of a hothead, so he probably needs it to calm him down a little bit. But. I mean, how many Instagram? Going back to Instagram, how many pictures have you seen? I mean, Marcus smoking weed. How many times have we seen J.R. Smith post the Instagram picture, and his eyes are lower than friggin'. <laughs> you name it, whatever's low. <laughs> Get the Asian eyes going. Yep. Well, we all know. He, we all know. J.R. Smith likes to likes to talk. Yeah. I mean, that that ain't too much of a big deal. Like, like we were saying. Well, he's like, he's that dog on defense, and maybe maybe we if we trade him, who knows? Maybe Morris steps up because yeah. he's a dog too. Yeah. Not as I don't, the thing I, is, defense is something you need. It's something you need. It's something a lot of not there aren't many good defenders as good as Marcus, but I feel like you can you can teach guys to play hard on defense. You can't if you don't if you can't shoot you can't shoot. Marcus can't shoot. No, you got to right? get you can get someone to buy into defense. Right. You can't get you someone can't to buy some, a basket. Yeah. You can't get someone to just develop a jump shot if they don't have one. We saw that with Rondo. All those years we were waiting for him to get better at shooting. We're still waiting for him to get yeah, better at shooting. Exactly. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ball. Yeah, Lonzo. Lonzo. He has an ugly-looking shot. He will never... Fultz, Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. He's like, he can't shoot at all anymore. He's got like a hitch in his shot. It's all mental now. Yeah. I mean, you you try screwing with someone's shot, 
that's what happens. Yep. You know, he, who knows? And the Ma thing about Marcus is you will never convince him that he's not a great shooter. Not even a good shooter. He thinks he's a great shooter. He does. If he makes two in a row, he's chucking him off the rest of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like he thinks he's Steph Curry all of a sudden. And you're hearing a clank. Yep. Or you're watching a fire off the backboard or something. You know, yep. it's not It's not even like the guy's all around the basket all the time. No, he has some ugly shots. And, you know... Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, Tyreek Evans, 20 points a game, coming off the bench. Kyrie gets hurt. He can step up. He's been a starter before. But we're just talking about Rozier. There's your offense right there. Do we, do we need? Would you rather have two guys coming off the bench that can score, that can give you 20 or 30, yep. or would you rather have a guy that can give you 20 or 30 off the bench and then have another guy, Marcus, that you can just shut someone down. Put him on LeBron. How many times did we saw it last year? I yep. mean, we had Crowder on LeBron too. Not like, not like that was a great series in the playoffs. But I mean, there's nobody that can guard him one. But no, but you give. I mean, you give him an assignment like like you were saying before. He doesn't want anyone to score over thirty on him. He take he takes pride in his defense right. more than just someone talked him into it. Right. That's something he was. He, would, he does. He gets overconfident on offense, but at the end of the day, he knows that defense is his strong suit, and that's what—that's his money maker. At the end of the day, exactly. So, and we are getting to the end here, so we cannot neglect a good old hockey team, the Boston Bruins, number two. Which, by the way, in the conference, we might as well switch to them right now. Tonight's tonight, February sixth. It's the last night for Brad Marchand's five-game suspension. He's Finally. coming. He's coming Finally. back. And this team, I know they almost didn't miss a beat without him. You know, they really didn't. They they have played as a unit. They've bought into uh, Bruce Cassidy. They've surprised everyone. I don't think anyone thought they'd be here. Especially here's a stat for you. They started off the season six, seven, and four. Now they only have 11 losses. Ever since then, they're 25-4-4. Four four. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Tuka, he had... Hottest team in hockey. Tuka's still got a point streak going. Yep. And you remember in two, when uh, he had that bad streak in, in November, he got benched for Hudobin. Yep. And been on fire since. been on fire ever since then. Cassidy lit that like, fire. What a turnaround. Yeah, and this is something... This turnaround, which... I mean, it's really, at this point, it's been almost the whole season they've been playing well. They, they were bad the first, what, three weeks? Yeah, if that. They started pulling together. You could see, you could see okay, Spurs. First, first month or so. First month or so. That's when they they were 6, 7, and 4 after about a month. That was mid-November. I mean. And, yeah. Yeah, so this has everything to do, well, not everything to do with the coach, but. You would have not seen if Claude Julian was still the coach and the Bruins started the season six, seven, and four. That would have been the end of it right there. Hands up, right there. Hands up, right there. They're not. They might have had some win streaks, you know, the rest of the way, followed by some losing streaks, a bunch of inconsistency. You wouldn't have seen them go twenty-five, four, and four, and you know, catapult themselves to the top of the NHL. Exactly. You know, they, and it, it, it. Look at when they got rid of. Julian last year, and Cassidy took over. 
It was the same thing. Like they all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't it was a it was a new coach switch. thing then. Now all of a it sudden, was a new coach not... thing. Now it's now you see the effect of Julian and you know I'm not a huge hockey guy, but I watch a lot of the games and the, the effect of you know he didn't have a lot of trust in young guys. Exactly. That's that's. Exactly um, what I was going to bring up. Yeah, Bruce Cassidy, he's letting the young guys just run wild, and it's paying off. It's what we've needed. We've been a slow team yeah. for years. We've been that, and we talked about Belichick a lot tonight. Yeah. He's a coach who's set in his ways. Claude Julian, same thing. Look at what right. he's doing to the Canadians. Right. They're slow, That's old. a good comparison, him and Belichick. I mean, obviously he hasn't accomplished as much as Belichick, but they're both guys that you can't, they're, they're stubborn. Yeah, they they're stubborn. They're very. They they're, have a, their style of coaching, and if it's not working, they're not going to look for alternatives. Exactly. They're going to keep trying it until it works, or if it doesn't, you know. They're then just, they're going to get fired right. on the day of the Patriots <laughs> exactly. parade. Damn it! Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, I forgot. I forgot that that was the day. That, but I mean, if you, <clears throat> we, we got the game right now. They these guys can move around the ice. Yep. Then they don't got cinder blocks right. on their skates. Third they're, period, they're flying around. Exactly. They're still they're playing hard. They're playing for a purpose. Yeah. As we talked about having pride with Marcus, with Bill, with Malcolm, yeah. with everyone yeah. that we've talked about tonight. Yeah. These guys are playing with pride. I mean, you even see like Krug Krug hasn't even been he's been injured a bit this year. He even still, because they're talking about he might he might get moved. Yeah. He's still playing his ass off, playing hard. Chara and McAvoy together. That, we all, we kind of speculated. We didn't know, nobody knew how they were going to play together. Yeah. They played together on the same line in the playoffs last year. Now you're seeing it, how... How almost the opposites attract with the two of them. Yeah, Char is a guy who can hang back. McAvoy's the defensive, the defenseman who's gonna be more aggressive. He's gonna go try, try and get in the middle, make make a couple plays happen, score here and there, and that's Cassidy trusting the young guys. Right, that's something that Claude couldn't wrap his head around for some reason. You, like, I mean, for all it's we know, kind of. Um, Doc Rivers was the same way, and you saw the difference when when Brad Stevens came in. He was more willing to play young guys too. Yeah, I mean Brad uh, Doc towards the end of the Big Three era, he was, you know, we had who would draft uh, Etwan Moore. We had a couple guys, a couple good young guys on that final team with Pearson KG, and he wasn't even giving them a chance. And then Brad came in and started playing the young guys. It's kind of the same situation. Yeah, for sure. They, um, I mean it. We kind of see it with all the coaches. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, we got Alex Cora, the Sox truck day yeah. yesterday. Oh wait, wait, there's a baseball team. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I don't, I don't know though. We're gonna have to see. We need, <laughs> yeah. we need some goddamn pitching what do you out think of about them. Truck day. Truck day is <laughs> one of the best overglorified holidays. What do you in, think about this year? Truck day falling the day after the Pats lose the Super Bowl. I think they said we got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> we got to get this train moving. Yesterday morning, I just remember looking on, scrolling through Instagram. It's all stuff about the Super Bowl, and then I see the Red Sox Instagram. It's like truck day. It's like, oh wow, that really lifts my spirits. You know, yeah. seeing the truck going down to Florida. Exactly, <laughs> it's, it's sending them down, getting ready for uh, Giancarlo. Sorry, I almost said Mike G yeah. Giancarlo Stanton, ready to freaking put a couple over the monster. 
and that's we how are we gonna we got the Yankees we saw the big rivalry renewed when the Yankees got Stanton. The Red Sox tweeted out a picture of it. How the hell are you gonna say rivalry renewed when they went to the ALCS? You couldn't even so rivalry renewed. That's what you know. It's that's what they're how, trying to sell us, huh? That's what they're trying to sell us. We didn't even get past the first round. We can't. Terry Francona. You know what's great though? We've won the division two years in a row. We have. Isn't that awesome? Oh, you do know. Get, do we get a ring for that? No. Well, we got a, a couple. Do we get a parade? I don't remember. I missed the parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went right down David Ortiz Highway. <laughs> yeah, just over the bridge. That was it. Right after they retired his number. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Tried man. to make a mayor. But yeah, it's uh, you know, they can they can have those. Those ALEs titles, but that's not what we're looking for around here. No, and I, and <laughs> I was I was saying I was saying it last year. Get rid of John Farrell. He is the Red Sox. Claude Julian. He's another one. He's yeah. a, he's setting his ways. He's a damn pitching coach. Yeah. Should have should have never let him. I mean, he wasn't even that good in Toronto. He won us a World Series. A World Series. In spite of Bobby Valentine, those players played harder because they said, "Screw that guy." He screwed up our whole team. We want to take it back. And they. So you think that the 2013 championship was more the players wanting to show up Bobby Valentine than it was they Carroll's went, leadership? I I think so. Yeah. I mean, and they caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah. You know. Nobody saw that one coming, and then they sucked after that. So. And yeah, then they went. What a the. They won won the division last two years, and then what did, were they before that? They were down. They went right back down after that World Series, no? 2014 and 15, they were down, down yeah. at the bottom. And, like, you know, yeah, Farrell helped them win those two divisions the past two years for coaching. But the guy couldn't, he's in-game manager, the guy couldn't, he, he could talk his way out of anything yeah. in the press conferences, or he oh, could yeah. try to. A hell of a talker. But you put them in the games, I mean, I don't even, some, wasn't a terrible, wasn't terrible to the point where he was going out ALCS 2003 asking if no. Pedro wanted to keep like going. There, there were countless times during the regular season where you can just remember thinking, like, why why is he leaving this guy in? Yeah. Or why is he taking him out? Like, you know. We watch a lot of Sox games. I was questioning him constantly. Yeah. And, I mean, Alex Cora, first-year coach. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Thank God we have one guy who can kind of do it. I still want to see Chris Sale in another. I want to see him in the playoffs again. I'm Yeah. I'm not ready to say that Chris Sale is a David Price or a... Porcello. Porcello, one of those guys that just folds... On the big stage, I think he has a better mental makeup than that. I think so too. So I'd like to see him get another shot at the postseason. But we need more pitches. We need we need guys that can get it done in the postseason, and we don't have any assets to yeah, trade we need for more that. Bats too. We need more bats, <laughs> especially with the Yankees going out and getting. I mean, whoever, whatever, Stanton. Stanton, 
Judge. Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez. I mean, they just have a handful of guys who hit way more home runs than anyone on our team last year. Exactly. They're going to live by the long, live and die by the long ball and this that's year. What that's what baseball's that. turning that's into. That's what it's turning into when we need that. It's a hitter's game again. We do not have power in our lineup. It's. Can you remember a time where there was less hype around the Red Sox going into spring training? I, I honestly don't. I mean, because the Pats just lost the Super Bowl. Bruins and Celtics are both playing really well right now. They're, you know, they're the winter teams. They're going to take over. Okay. And one minute. Right. Left. Oh, okay. <laughs> that... Yeah, so the winter teams are taking over now. Celtics and Bruins. And the Red Sox are just really an afterthought right now. And a lot of times at this time of year, you'd start getting excited for baseball. You'd, you know, truck day. They're going down to Fort Myers. Two weeks, pitches and catches. Yeah, there's just not all that much to look forward to. I'm looking forward to the, the Bruins and Celtics making playoff runs right now. Yeah. And the Red Sox, you know, I'll, I'll give them, you know, a couple months to see where they end up, see where they are in June. Yeah. But right, right now I'm looking at these two teams and the Red Sox, are, they haven't done anything to grab our attention. No. And, I mean, are they going to sign J.D. Martinez? Are they not? Is he going to hold an out? Yeah. It, not even like he would I be. Mean, baseball in general this year, there's just been the off season's been so dull. It it all comes down to and JD Martinez. I I think they go out and sign him. We got another Kyle Crawford. That's what that's oh, the feeling okay. I'm getting. Carl Crawford. What I don't. Were, what were Martinez's numbers last year? He had he had. Let me pull him up. Um, I think over forty home runs, but. The year before, Those aren't Carl Crawford numbers. Those are no. I'm saying as far as you think he can't handle the pressure of Boston. I think, I think Dombrowski is feeling pressure to go out and make a move after Stanton, and I think he should wait. Fucking go after Harper. Yeah, 45 homers, 104 RBIs. Go after Harper. You're saying? I'm saying. I'm saying. You know you. She is going to be real tough. It's going to be tough as a Sox fan, I think. I'm thinking we. I think we still probably end end up second in the division, maybe taking a wild card. But I mean, damn it, we're going to need someone's going to have to, like you said, we're going to need some power from someone. Mookie Betts, he he's almost. I mean, not not saying he's a a butler, but he just won arbitration. Went out, right. one arbitration. Kind of getting the feeling he doesn't want to be here. Exactly. He, he's fed up. You guys don't. They, the Sox don't want to pay him what he deserves. He's, they don't. They're being cheap, really. And is that their way of saying, "Well, we're waiting out Martinez holdout through yeah. spring training," which, and I, when I say Kyle Crawford, I think he's gonna come in as like we're gonna sign him. He's gonna have. Like almost a false hype around him because when Kyle Crawford came in, we were all like, "Oh, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be good." Right. But did we really think he was gonna be good? He was good in Tampa. Yeah, that's Tampa. That's not Boston. Well, that's like David Price. That's David Price. David Price. J D. Good in Tampa. J D. Martinez. Where was he? Julio Arizona. Lugo. Julio, Julio Lugo. Lugo. He was I'm, good in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, Martinez coming from Arizona. It's a little different market than Tampa. I think they get some more fans out there. No, they don't. It's not a huge market, I don't think. Or coming from Detroit, 
he are little yeah. That's a better baseball town, but yeah. I mean, he was he he got cut from Detroit, right? Kowski cut him while they were in Detroit together, and I think he's close to thirty. Who Martinez? Yeah, he is twenty nine. Yeah. So I mean, you know. How many more years of forty-five plus home runs he gonna be putting out? I don't yeah. think he—he's not a—he's not a captivating figure like Ortiz was. That every year in, year out, you knew he could do it. You knew he was gonna come up big. Martinez, yeah, no, he's uh, I'm looking at his numbers. He's—he hasn't been all that consistent. No, and he, he had, had a big forty-five homers last year. That's the best year of his life by far. Well, he had thirty-eight in twenty fifteen. He made the All Star team, but yeah. His best season, he finished 14th in the MVP voting. So, I don't... That's not great. I just think we sh- might as well just... I mean, they won with Stanton. They got Stanton. They won the offseason this year. Which, winning the offseason, obviously, never doesn't translate. Anything, but... You play the games, you don't play the games on this paper. Is, this is like, they won the offseason big time, and we didn't even put up a fight. No, it was <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. I they mean, dominated we, the off season. Uh, our biggest off season move was re-signing Mitchie two bags. Like, you got to be kidding me! I love you, Mitchie, but come on. I know you ain't. You want no Stanton? I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> it was tough to get excited about that one. Yeah. Oh but, man. Um. But we got the we got the we got the Celtics and Bruins. We got the Celtics and Bruins right the... now, and you don't win a World Series in spring training. You play the games on the field, on the yep. court, on the ice, not on paper. So I guess. So I guess we're praying for a miracle. I guess I guess <laughs> we are. And David Price, you better be ready. You and Astro, come on, buck up, buddy. Yeah, it would be nice if David Price could, you know, return to the David Price that we thought we were getting or that we hoped we were getting. Yeah. Just to have him and you know Sale one-two punch at the top of their game, but could be dominant. It could be. It could be. Could be. But this has been uh This has been fun. Yeah, this has been an experience. <laughs> we have four seconds one. left. Boston's big So it's Boston's big podcast. We wanna thank you guys. This is our first official launch of the podcast. So if you thought this was good? It's only going to get better. It's going to get a lot better. And if you thought this was bad, it's going to get better. So hang in there. Yeah, don't you worry. <laughs> if you didn't like it, you're going to like some in the future. Yeah. We love our Patriots. We love our Celtics. Yep. We love our Bruins. And we love our Sox. And we love our Boston hip-hop. So if you don't love any of that shit, you are going to. out. You're going <laughs> to love it by the or time. That- that too. You're going to love it by the time we're done with this podcast, which we got a lot in store for you. We're going to have some guests. We're going to have some guests. We're going to have some videos up. We're going to have some great recordings. We're going to have some, some segments. We're going to have some wild stuff, fun yeah. stuff. We're bringing it all to you. Music, sports. Basement. I can't even feel my toes right now, but I'm doing the show for it, you guys. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're here for you guys, for your entertainment, all right? If, you know, you guys ever want to, you guys got some points you want to hit us with, you can find us on Twitter, Jack. Boston's Big Four, at Boston's Big Four on Twitter, Boston's Big Four on Instagram, 
like Boston's Big Four on Facebook. You can find me. It. You can find Easty. me, Easty the Muscle on Instagram, Easty the Muscle on Twitter, Facebook. You can find me under Easty or the ENF page, and uh, Snapchat Snap- weather alerts. Snapchat, we got the Easties weather alerts. Easty weather alerts. If you Better need than your, your local news, what newsman? Yep, we, and man. we'll be hitting you with some weather alerts on over the podcast too. I'll definitely bring oh, those. Yeah. Oh yeah, integrate some of those in there. You know, you know how wild the weather gets here in the winter, and exactly when you got those winter storms water. coming, I am your man. Yep, you can catch me Snapchat at Easty underscore the muscle for catch the. I'm in the plow truck. Catch me in the plow truck, pushing that snow, baby. Making that money. That white gold gold. falling from the sky. Child's play. All right, we out. We out. Peace.